Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode 35. Goodness me, that sounds like a big number. Can't quite believe I've got to 35. Today we're going to go through my most favourite cocktail in the world. I'm, I'm kind of very, very excited. I've got my martini glass next to me, all ready to talk in the in the main part of the show, all about it. The martini, the king of cocktails. It's liked by some and loathed by others, but more about that in a bit. There's been some great things happening in the news. In fact, there's been some great things happening to me as well. I finally did my first Instagram Live with Tristan from Massingbird Monday, and I had such a lot of fun doing it. It really was good. I think Tristan also enjoyed it because he could kind of turn the tables on me and ask me a few questions. Uh, We made a couple of cocktails, and they were really, really nice and really interesting because we were adding single malt whiskey to it. to his Burrell's gin and it was actually very very interesting even with a small amount you could really really taste it so I was really 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 excited for that and it was it was just a really really fun night and my other big bit of news is I got a new job and I'm now in my sort of second week so unfortunately that was the reason that last week I wasn't able to do the show But some exciting news, my wife very kindly said to me um, in celebration of my new job that I could buy the range from the Gower Gin Company. And I'd just like to say thank you very much to uh, Sean and Andrew for their very kind note congratulating on my new job and uh, packaging up the gin so nicely. Really, really amazing. And, And their range I am absolutely in love with. It's what I would term a sort of very botanically rich gin, much like uh, Burrells or Massingbird Monday Marie-Jeanne as well, which is which is very... And by that, I mean, essentially, you know, some gins you can actually taste sort of individual elements of the botanicals. Some gins, like the, the botanist is, is my sort of real go-to example, there are 22 botanicals and they all hit your palate all at the same time. But some gins, like the Massingbird Monday and the, and the the Gower gins, kind of subtly sort of hit you with certain parts. And I've got to say, I, I am absolutely in awe of their gin. And every time I sort of taste a new one of theirs, I, I just can't quite believe it. And I can now say I have tried all their main signature range. And in in addition to that, I do have their slow gin, but I haven't tried it yet. Uh, tonight I am trying their Romanta gin, which I'm getting very, very into. I'm just going to take a little slurp, sorry. Oh, that's very, very nice. I've also really been enjoying some of the one-liners from Stockport Gin. They really are coming up with some great ones these days. And I've also, and coming back to the Gower Gin Company, this is not sponsored by the Gower Gin Company or anything like that, but just I've been really enjoying their their uh, posts recently particularly on Romanta and I've kind of really got into Romanta recently which is kind of uh, Welsh for for romance and they're obviously using that in their campaign at the moment for obviously coming up to Valentine's Day and I must say if you really want to 
have a gin that is good for that kind of time of the year, I would thoroughly recommend Romanta. It's also great in a dry martini. If you look to my post on Tuesday of this week, you will have seen that. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I had it in a 15 to 1 Montgomery ratio and it is it just shows how how stunning the gin is. And I've also been really admiring those people that are still doing sort of dry, dry January. It's really, really impressive. And I'm, I'm really impressed by you. And I have been trying not to drink in the week. I have failed a little bit, but not, not too badly. I've mainly um, been, been keeping up in the week, which is, which is really, really good, I think. And, and sort of obviously, you know, great for my own health. My weekly gin recommendation, and I, I have to reiterate again, this is not sponsored by the Gao Gin Company, but it is Romanta. I was very kindly uh, a couple of weeks ago gifted a bottle of Romanta from the Gao Gin Company, and I have loved it, absolutely loved it. You know, I really love that it represents the romance, and I really think it is the perfect gift for Valentine's Day. And they have enhanced that experience by giving you £5 off if you buy a bottle up to the 14th of February. So what are you waiting for? The, the nose of the gin has a very delicate floral aroma. The flavour profile starts dry, followed by a really weird, it's just a delay. I've, I've seen this on some of the other gins, but it just, it delays it. And then you get a prolonged kind of floral taste. You then get a bit of heat from the alcohol and finally a delicate peppery finish. I could quite happily have it this as a sipping gin, and I am doing right now, even without ice. It's just how diverse it is. I have tested it with my usual fever tree Mediterranean tonic, and it did make a lovely G&T. And as I said, you know, the the martini I made this week, uh, the Montgomery 15 to 1, well, I didn't actually make it this week, but uh, that I posted this week, is absolutely fabulous. And it's really enhanced by having the Starlino Rose Aperitivo. So a kind of, it's not strictly a vermouth, but it's in the kind of ballpark of, of the style of vermouth. And, and I'm looking forward to this week and this weekend trying a 50-50 mixture. So the Rose Aperitivo from the Starlino and uh, Romanta as well. And I think that'll be a very very interesting quite different drink but very very interesting i think romanta would be great for cocktails but as always with a kind of a delicate flavor that it has you know you need to be mindful and i wouldn't want to pair it with too stronger flavors it has a very very proud place on my gin shelf and i in fact i liked it so much i've actually got another bottle in stock so i'm never going to run out which is which is really good if you haven't tried them already, I can thoroughly recommend the complete range from the Gao Gin Company. And once again, I am not being paid to do that. I just think it is a fantastic range. And, you know, there's not there's quite a few ranges of, of gins that I like out there, but this range is particularly, particularly nice. So I'm looking at my martini glass. And it's not the martini glass that um, I will be drinking from soon because I have ordered a new one and it's taken absolutely ages to come. So, But I'm still lovingly staring at my martini glass. I've got the light sort of dim low. It's like you're in a bar. 
And that, for me, is what Martini is all about. The glass has reasonably sized base, you know, enough to kind of stand it up. And then a thin stem and then a very, very wide kind of triangular top to it. But obviously, you know, sort of round. It's the the glass to me, just before you've put the martini in there, I'm there. I'm absolutely there. It is a fabulous shape. It really is. It just, it really, you know, if you want to get anybody in the mood to have, you know, a bit of a, sort of pre-dinner drink or just a an enjoyable drink, the martini for me is the best one. Now, it obviously has some sort of bad connotations. You know, everybody used to say, oh, the dry martini, you know, because basically it is pretty much all gin and a little bit of vermouth with it, particularly, you know, if you have the Montgomery, so the 15 to 1, so 15 parts gin to one part vermouth. Obviously, you know, you can have a much wetter, kind of martini um and I, I know well I'll, I'll come on to that in a minute that there are various sort of ratios you can use but that really kind of it, it is sort of part of the whole martini experience and I think for me it all kind of started I'm a big James Bond fan so I think that's where it all really started you know I love the kind of the the bars he goes into and the tuxedo and it's all sort of part of that experience and very recently I've kind of got into the Vespa martini which is sort of adding kind of vodka into the mix of of, of vermouth and gin and and I must say it is a fabulous one I'm particularly uh, you'll see next week the the Burrell's Vespa is is particularly lovely so you've got all the you know the botanical magnificence of uh, of burrell's gin and then you've got the icelandic vodka that i've used the Reka vodka and then the lily blanc which is um again not a vermouth but kind of a similar ilk really to to that vermouth it has a bit of a sweeter flavor and i just think with the sort of paired up with the burrells it really kind of gives it just a real big lift now i have to say I kind of, and and, and I kind of, I've written here that I was horrified. And I think I am horrified. I used to have dry martini with a sort of fairly mediocre gin. I'm a bit of a gin snob now. I probably would say I'm a bit of a gin snob if, if, in all honesty. But it really does make a massive difference having, a, particularly if you have a dry martini or, you know, as I said, the, the sort of Montgomery kind of, strength martini so 15 parts to one it really makes a massive difference having a true craft gin and why is that because essentially the the gin that you're putting in if you taste it neat which effectively is what you're doing albeit with a little bit of ice if you whether you've stirred it or shaken it and we'll come on to that whether that's right or wrong a bit later on but it really does make a difference having a craft gin that maybe you'll get a bit of heat from the alcohol, but it's so smooth. It's just a totally different ball game. And I also realised that recently I had some red wine a few months ago and I felt awful in the morning. I didn't have a lot of it, but I don't get that with good quality 
craft gin. Now, not that I drink that much, but on the time when I, I do, and you know, on the odd special occasion, I must say, you know, when I got my new job, you know, that was that was one of the special occasions. I don't find that with red wine, I think I had probably had a half bottle of red wine and my head was absolutely banging the next morning and it was fairly good red wine. But I had three martinis, I think, and my head was absolutely fine in the morning. And I do definitely put that down to really good quality alcohol. What is a martini and where does it come from? I sort of did a bit of investigation into this and it turns out that actually martini really derived from Manhattan, which is obviously whiskey, vermouth, bitters and and sort of cocktail cherry. And that sort of really sort of leaned in then to the Martinez, which is two parts gin to one part martini. And then you tend to have sort of a maraschino cherry liqueur with it, but just sort of so if you've got, say, 50 ml of, of gin, 25 ml, you've got about 5 ml of maraschino cherry. But a, a martini essentially is a combination of gin and vermouth. You know, as I said, a real dry martini is sort of a Montgomery 15 to 1. Most people would possibly want to go for a bit more traditional, sort of the 1920s, 1930s serving of sort of a three to one, so effectively three parts gin to one part vermouth. And I, I'm really interested to try the one-to-one ratio, so essentially one part vermouth, one part gin, just to get an idea. Now, we'll come on to, you know, what, what gin to use, because that is really, really important but, part. But before we do, we really need to also come up with 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 the sort of last part, if you like, to a martini which is the garnish you know do you go olive do you go sort of twist of uh, lime do you go twist of lemon do you go twist of orange it really really depends on the you know what's kind of gone into the martini as to, to what you do but the garnish is really important and really i think the garnish in martini comes into sort of two camps essentially you have one camp which is the martini where the 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 garnish kind of goes into the martini, and then you have one camp where the the garnish is very much on this sort of outside. But you probably, particularly if it's lemon or lime, you'll, you'll actually twist it so you get some of the oil kind of going into the gin. And it's very very interesting that just a tiny bit actually makes a massive difference. When I was having my Burrell's Vesper, for example, I put some lime peel in there and that was well it wasn't peel sorry it was it was sort of a twist of lime so you know very very thin strips and um it's amazing you could actually taste it still sorry i'm 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 thinking about the the difficult part that i've now got to go through you know actually what what gins do you put into a martini but more importantly that age old thing do you shake it or do you stir it now, for me, because I'm a James Bond fan, I think, I always want to shake a martini. And probably if I do it even a one-to-one ratio, I will still shake. And it's probably wrong. And essentially, I think what most, or the, the, the sort of consensus of the opinion that I saw was if you have a very strong ratio, i.e. sort of a 15-to-1 Montgomery, then you're probably best to shake that. 
If, however, you have like the one-to-one ratio, then you are probably better to stir that. But I'll probably still shake because I like to shake a cocktail, but that's just me. And I think the one thing that I've got from interviewing various mixologists is they all pretty much say, well, yeah, there may be a rule for it, but at the end of the day, it's up to the customer. So I'm the customer and that's definitely what I want to do, always shake. But that's my opinion. And I would not begrudge anybody that stirred me a martini. I would still drink it. So it's a martini at the end of the day. Coming back to sort of garnish, you know, I think the garnish also does influence. So, you know, if you if you go for olive, for example, I wouldn't want to go for a sweet or a very sort of dry martini with a very clean cut taste like a Martin Miller or something like that and have an olive in it because I think it will spoil the taste. I would much rather have, actually with Martin Miller, I'd probably have um, raspberries or strawberries because I think they they tend to do that in quite a lot of their serves and I think it's a nice sort of unique idea. If I want a dirty martini, I want to go from for Law Gin, and you may remember Law Gin came on the, the podcast uh, a few episodes ago. Their gin and their taste of their gin is very, very unique, and it's very, very clever because it can kind of work with citrus, but it also is very earthy too, and it pairs beautifully for olives. Now, I have had a new gin come into, well, a number of new gins come into my life, and that's Dulwich Gin, which is kind of a dill-based gin, and I am still trying. Normally, I have maybe 25 mil of, of a, a new gin. I taste that neat. And by the time I finish the 25 mil, I've pretty much nailed what the, the flavor profile. I am still trying with Dulwich. And I think I've tried it at least three times because it's really hard to describe because it's quite an earthy flavor. And you have definitely got that dill flavour in, but I think it might be really interesting with olives. So I'm definitely going to try a dirty martini very, very soon. And I, I do struggle having now had Romanta to kind of go away from that because I think it makes a beautiful martini. It really does. And it's particularly nice, I think, with some cocktail cherries in it. And this week, this very week, I have got the Stalino cocktail cherry, so I'm really interested to try one with those in it. So I think it might be uh, martinis on Saturday, definitely. But if I do go away from Romanta, I like to try something a bit different. And I was talking to Stockport Gin about various cocktails when they were coming on the podcast. And I said, oh, maybe you should try, you know, sort of gin-based pajito. And they, they tried that and really, really loved it. But I was also thinking, well, actually, I'd really like to try a dry martini. And then I wrote very recently that actually the Twist of Lime edition, I didn't think was going to work with as a dry martini. So I kind of put, put myself off that. And at Christmas time, I had the opportunity to try it in a Montgomery 15 to 1. And I have to say, it is absolutely fabulous. I actually chose to do it with Regal Rogue Lively, the, their vermouth, and 
because their vermouth really has got quite a bit of a bite to it, it really worked and played very, very well with the, the Twist of Lime edition from Stockport Gin. Also, I at the same time, I got Linden Lime, and you may remember Linden Lime came on, on in our Christmas edition, and their gin is absolutely fabulous. And their f- the 15 to 1 with that is 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 sensational. But, you know, staying on the citrus theme, you may want to go a bit more orange. You can't go, can't go wrong with l'orange from the Edge Gin. Not only does it quite happily make a G&T, an orange gin, I know, making a G&T quite easily. It is great. I haven't tried it. I don't think, have I tried it with 15 to 1? No, I don't think I've tried it 15 to 1. I've no, I have, I've, but I've tried a dry martini, so just a splash, essentially, of vermouth, and it was absolutely fabulous. I think the trick with, with martinis, it's to understand really what you want and to work it with your taste profile. It's not to say, well, actually, I don't have martini because it's really strong, because if you have it on a sort of one-to-one relationship with, you know, vermouth, obviously vermouth is something like 17%, which obviously, and then... You know, gin is 40% plus, but, you know, it's much less strength of alcohol. The thing I, I also liked about Martini is that it's really evolved. So it kind of is now going a bit more modern. You kind of got the, the porn star Martini or the espresso Martini where you kind of replace vodka with a gin-based, well, in my case you do because I, I like, always like to make uh, my cocktails with gin. And you can't go any better than coffee gin from Lava Spirits. I haven't tried it yet, but I am absolutely desperate to try an espresso martini with with their gin. The thing I can't quite decide is whether I actually need coffee or whether I can just go with the coffee gin. And I'm probably just going to go with the coffee gin and see how I get on. But the thing I also love about martini is you can go a bit off-piste. As long as you respect that you've you've got to have some kind of vermouth-ish or equivalent, then you can kind of really go to town. But let's 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 just think on that. Let's just think on vermouth. Traditional vermouth is very, very dry. So you need to think carefully. You know, if you have a martini extra dry, or even if you have, you know, Regal Rogue, uh, lively edition, it's it's got a bit of bite to it. It really is important to decide what gin you're going to pair that with because if you paired that with for example with romanta it really wouldn't work so i tend to if i'm going to if i'm going to look at vermouth or equivalent i tend to look at the abv and around about 15 to 17% is a, these are the right kind of abv generally you find that the sort of more mar- sort of drier martinis coming out the sort of 15% and, and and you also need to understand, you know, what goes with what. So I, I particularly love st- the Starlino range. Not so much the, the, the orange-based one, but the, the Rosso, so effectively red vermouth, and also their Rosé Aperitivo. And I've, I've recently, I, I bought the sort of small set um, and tried the Rosé Aperitivo and liked it so much. I, one bottle has arrived this week, a big bottle, which is which is great. And it works wonderfully with Romanta, for example, because it, it sort of trades with that kind of rose flavour. Now, strictly speaking, it's not vermouth, but it really is kind of worth it. 
and as I said, the, the Regal Rogue Lively really works. So thank you, Vanessa, in, who let me have a little bit of that uh, Regal Rogue Lively um, as, as a bit of a taster at Nessie J91 and, and pointing me in the right direction for that. But finally, you kind of need to look at on, on the vermouth side, you know, other things. If you look at Lille Blanc, for example, which I bought specifically because I wanted to do sort of Vesper martinis, and although you add sort of, you know, as I said, vodka in the mix, it can taste absolutely fabulous. I, I originally tried it with Martin Miller, and then I uh, added, originally I, I just had yeah, Martin Miller, and then I had uh, an Icelandic or, or Raker gin, which is an Icelandic gin, uh, sorry, an Icelandic vodka. And then I um, tried it with just standard martini extra dry, and then when I added in the Lille Blanc, it was went from sort of yeah, that's that's a really nice drink to that is absolutely amazing. And as I said, when you add something like barrels into it, it goes to that even better level. But I I think as long as you can broadly stick to having martini and a vermouth equivalent, you can still get away with calling it martini. But you can go a little bit further, and I certainly did. I, I recently did Merlin's martini um, using the edge gin, their, actually their pear gin, and I added a bit of vodka into that, for, into the mix, a bit of the Starlino Rosso uh, vermouth, bit of elderflower and a bit of Grand Marnier and it was absolutely fabulous. I think, you know, the, the strict aficionados of Martini would probably say to me, mm, Ben, I'm not convinced that that is good. But it was absolutely fabulous. And I kind of went to town a little bit on that because I did my, the Marple Aqueduct, which is uh, in Stockport. And, and funnily enough, I had some Stockport gin in there, the pink edition, and some strawberry liqueur, apricot brandy liqueur, Starlino, but I used the rosé this time because, again, it, because of the pink, it kind of worked much better with that, and a bit of lime juice, and it was absolutely fabulous. Now, I've gone on a bit longer than I expected to because I, I love martini. I hope you can forgive me for, for doing that. But the amazing thing is I've only just scratched the surface. You know, martini is amazing, and I have so many lovely gins that I really want to try a martini out. I just don't have enough time. But I hope I've given you a bit of an insight into a martini and I hope I've inspired your creative juices. And if you do come up with some great martinis, I would love to hear about them. So please, please do get in touch. My Instagram shout out this week is long overdue. Chris and Sarah at Jack Rose Gin. I've been really enjoying looking back at some of your posts. I loved the Prosecco and Starlino Rosé aperitivo and putting those together and I think that it must be an absolutely fabulous fabulous pairing now I know strictly it's not gin but I really enjoyed your post on that as did I and again not gin more spirits the fact that you're doing the W set level two spirits qualification I think is really really amazing and I really admire you for doing that and it's something that I would like to look at to in the future I really enjoyed your post on Three Wrens Gin, the Bison Grass ed edition. I, th I love the fact that, and I wouldn't have expected it to be sort of, perhaps herby, yes, but vanilla, no. 
And I like the fact you did it with elderflower tonic. And I really admire the fact that you do use so many garnishes. I really like the idea of apple and cinnamon with that. I thought it was a really, really nice sort of pairing. I also liked your Whitby gin and you put it with my favourite Mediterranean fever tree tonic. And you did it with pink grapefruit, which is really, really interesting and definitely got me inspired. I can't quite get my head around how you're supposed to put grapefruit or cut grapefruit up. I think I've just got a bit of a a phobia about it. So I must say I don't tend to use grapefruit, but I would really like to sort of learn. So if you've got some tips about that, I would love to know about them. And I really looked at your Mistral gin and I hadn't realised Mistral was, was, was a pink gin with with 12 botanicals in it. Again, you use my favourite tonic and a bit of grapefruit as well. As I said, I haven't really got into grapefruit, but I really must do that. I enjoyed your hooting owl post on the north and west, but I wasn't quite sure what they tasted of, so uh, I'd be really interested to hear about that too. And I loved your Negroni post, and I'm going to try and pronounce this, but I don't think I'm going to have a hope. The Stamacaro, uh, I presume it's a, a vermouth, uh, bathtub gin and Campari. Now, top tip for Campari, definitely infuse it with strawberries. It makes it absolutely gorgeous. I found also very interested your three Ren gins post on the apple crumble gin. I think that's just such a delightful flavour. And I also enjoyed your Amazoni gin post with your Yorkshire Tonics pink grapefruit and garnish this time with kiwi and your pineapple ice you must tell me about pineapple ice I really want to know about that I have really enjoyed your post thank you very much for your support both for the at gin ignite account and for the podcast and you will be in my stories all week I would love to hear from you if you want to get in touch please do so direct message at gin ignite on instagram or twitter is the best thing Alternatively, if you want to get hold of me via email, gin.gossip at ginignite.com. The thing that I like about the gin community that I've met so far is that nobody judges anyone for what they believe, what they look like, or who they choose to be. The world would be a better place if everyone took that view. Grab your drink, toast those you love, enjoy your weekend, and you know you have to stay in, but... You will be able to party soon, I hope. I will be with you in spirit. Seriously though, enjoy your weekend and I look forward to joining you for another episode next Friday. Cheers! Cheers!